All right, what's up, guys? You're back for a second episode of the Third Out Podcast here with myself, Noah Witzke, and Bryson French. We got a pretty, pretty packed show for you today. We're going to talk about all the trades that we talked about last week. We're going to talk about where those guys ended up going. We're going to talk a little bit Olympic baseball. You know, hopefully, you stay to the end. You know, we got a pretty packed show for you today. Yeah, so start out, we had some breaking news about 30 minutes ago, depending on when you're, when you're listening to this podcast, maybe a little later. But um, Trevor Bauer's leave of absence has been extended to August 13th, so that's next Friday, um, a week from tomorrow. Yeah, it's been I'm going just, on for a while. They've shoved it back, what, thir- three times now? Yeah, and with nothing else coming out about it, I'm sure. It'll just be extended again until more information about the situation comes out. But until then, I'm just going to assume he's going to be on the bench for a while. The big goal for him has to be making it back before the playoffs at this rate and having time to get in shape before the playoffs too. Yeah, exactly. Get in game with, shape and you won't get a couple yeah, of stars before you just jump out. Yeah, especially with the uh, team the Dodgers have right now. He definitely wants to be back on the field. I mean, they could repeat as World Series champions. Yeah, so he wants to be there for that, but you want to see him get, you know, maybe at least two, three starts before he gets to that point. But got to oh, get yeah. everything cleared first. So. Yeah, at least two. That would be ideal for him. All right, let, let's hop in here, talk about some trades. Hey, it, was, it, was, it was a pretty eventful, pretty eventful trade deadline. I mean, Blue Jays, Yanks, everybody made big moves here in the AL yep. East. We'll, we'll start off here with the Blue Jays. Right, yeah, so, so the Blue what, Jays went out and they got a lot of pitching, which their biggest struggle. Yeah, they pretty much addressed their yeah. needs there, you know, with Berrios and uh, Hand there. You got some right hand – or uh, you got two relievers and got a starter there. Um, yep. They have the best offense probably in the AL East, which is saying a lot. Maybe not enough with the Yankees additions, but – Great offense, and we saw, you know, three pitchers added to that. Um, two decent, like, middle-end relievers, I would say, with Hand and Soria, and then Barrios, um, a great guy to put right behind um, Hinjin Ryu there in the starting rotation. So that's a big help for them. And a lot of these teams, we see, like, a lot of these teams here in the trade deadline making, like, flashy moves, big player moves. They made smart moves, I think. So Yeah, yeah they, really well. a, lot, a lot of their moves went under the radar. You know, because they weren't they weren't making moves like the Yankees were getting Rizzo and Gallo. I mean, they were just getting guys that they needed. All right. With that, let's just go ahead and move right on to the Yankees. You know, we yeah. already mentioned two exactly. with Gallo and Rizzo. Um, those two guys are definitely yeah. guys that the, uh, the other two they added. Yeah. Holmes and uh Haney there. Not the best. I mean, they had to add some pitching, but this yeah. isn't the pitching you want to see them add. No. I mean, if I was a Yankees, I mean, I, sh- I would have went much harder. Uh, if you're going to go sure. all in at the deadline and add that. Yeah, I mean, you got to go get big-name guys or guys that can go in there and help you now. I mean, not that these guys can't, but, I mean, they're just not at the capability is what you would want to see. Yeah. 
you're a Yankees fan, would you have rather seen them leave out Rizzo or, or Gallo in order to get a higher end starting pitcher or reliever? Probably oh, starting pitcher, really. Oh, yeah, for sure. If I were, I mean, give or take Rizzo there. I mean, or Rizzo and Gallo. I would love to have one of those guys. I mean, both of them. I mean, I'll take getting both of them. But I would much rather had, you know, leave one of them out and got a top tier pitcher for sure. Yeah. Yep. So we've talked, I think we mentioned in our last podcast that the uh, AL East is weak on the pitching side of things. Um, oh, so yeah. the Red Sox also went out and tried to address their bullpen. They got Robles and Davis. Not bad additions to the bullpen, not the greatest, no, some not at all. solid, but I mean, they're middle end relievers. Um, their big addition was Kyle, Schwer, who has oh, really turned it sure. on. What was it last month, June? Yes, been out with yeah, the he had a huge, this yeah. month, but yeah, huge month definitely, of June. yeah, that's definitely a huge get there for the Red Sox, yeah. So a huge win for them in that category as the leaders in the division. But yeah, that was yeah. their only big move. Um, yeah. The Rays making a lot of smaller moves. Yeah, um, I mean, with, I don't see a whole lot of holes with the Rays. They didn't really yeah. need to make a whole bunch of moves. I mean, again, it, it never hurts to add some pitchers. Yeah, add they pitching. added yeah, they added two pitchers there, two relievers. Again, very similar to what the Red Sox and the Rays did. It wasn't the greatest starting or relief pitching that they yeah. added. Um, yeah, I mean, Armstrong has an ERA of 855. Yeah. And 20. So Luplo, yeah. Luplo there, uh, just probably a low end outfielder if he even stays in the league at this point. Um, yeah. But Nelson Cruz is the big addition for them. Yeah. He got, they got he him a couple Cruz. days before the deadline. Yeah. He was, he was on the move there. You know, Minnesota just trying to trade away their pieces to get, get something in return. Yeah, he was one of those guys that had to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the AL East and Red made, Sox. Yeah, the AL East got a lot of the a lot of the big hitters in free agency with Cruz, yeah. Rizzo, Gallo, Schwarber. I mean, a lot of those a lot of those guys can hit. Yeah. The only team that didn't get hitting was the Blue Jays, and they don't really need it. And I think no. I think they're the best improvement in this division. Not because of the guys they brought in. Obviously, the Yankees probably brought in the best two guys, but just because of the fact that they actually fixed their needs a little better. Yeah, the exactly. yeah. The, the all the Yankees did was just get more offense to an already loaded offensive team. Yep. Yep. Same with the Red Sox and Rays. I mean, they added one great offensive piece. They put in yeah. the pitching department, which was kind of unacceptable. But we'll see. So. I mean, the Blue Jays are in fourth place in that division. Yeah. So yeah. it's hard to see them make moving all the way up, though, just because of the they did the trade deadline. Yeah, I think. Yeah, we'll talk about the AL East a little later, probably. But yeah, I think I think the AL East is pretty much going to stay the same the way it is. Yeah. All right. So moving now to the NL East, we'll start at the top there with the Mets. They made one big move and a bunch of other smaller ones. So I'll run through them real quick. They got Javier Baez. We talked a lot about him last week. They got Trevor Williams as a starting pitcher. They got Mark Payton in the outfield. They got Rich Hill 
starting pitcher. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the Mets improved a, a lot, I think. I mean, I don't think it's going to – I don't think it put them over the top, but it def, they definitely are an improved team. Uh, I mean, with Baez alone, him bringing offense, you know, then you have Williams, you know, uh, got a starter there. Rich Hill's a starter. Added another outfielder. I mean, these moves were moves that didn't put them over the top, but they definitely improved at the end of that deadline. I think they may have mildly improved, but yeah, they are losing while. ground. They're losing ground quick in the NL East, though. The, the Phillies and the Braves are coming on fast. Yeah, especially at the end of this deadline. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, the, Braves the Phillies especially. are half game back. Braves two games back. Phillies half game back. So, I don't know. I, they didn't really need to fix starting pitching. Yeah, no, they probably have about the best in the league, maybe beside the Brewers. Um, Trevor Williams, a 5.06, probably like he probably will be a sixth starter if they need it. Rich Hill will probably be a five starter. Uh, Mark Payton, the outfield, just a bench bat if he even stays in the league. So, really, just bias there was all they gained, I think. But yeah, our next team, yeah. Let's move on to the Phillies, though. We talked about their half game back. Yeah, definitely. And Phillies definitely improved there. I think, I think Phillies may be big winners. I maybe the biggest winners in this trade deadline. A rundown: they got Gibson, Kennedy, and Freddie Galvez. All right. I don't. How much is paying to Gibson there in Texas? But if it weren't for who, I mean, who's really running away? Lance Lynn's the one that's running away with the Cy Young there in the American League. Gibson was probably the number two to the Cy Young. And I think I forget what Lynn's ERA was. It was like a two-four. Gibson's the only other person in the American League with a sub three ERA. Like that's nasty. So he's at a 2.86. And come in there at second. Now he's in the National League, of course. But the Phillies got themselves a nice starting pitcher. Ian Kennedy, um, also the Texas Rangers' best bullpen piece. So they really took the Rangers' entire pitching staff at that point. Yeah, um, the Rangers, big sellers there, especially to yeah. the Phillies. Yeah, Kennedy probably like a seventh-inning guy mm-hmm. anything. So, yeah. Uh, Freddie Galvez, a nice shortstop. I think this is an interesting move because as what does that say about their beliefs in Didi Degorius? Yeah, Didi maybe was off the bench. But yeah, yeah I, th- I think that's Freddy, pretty much. I mean, Freddie's a little older than you would think too. Yeah, but he doesn't get as hurt as nearly as much as Didi does. He was hurt when we went to Baltimore. Yeah, that's that's true. That's a fair point. But it feel I feel like the interesting Didi thing is remember when we were talking. To- yeah. Huh? Remember when we were talking through shortstops, though, last week? Uh, Didi had a negative war. That's true. Yeah, I've forgotten about Freddie does not. Yeah. I mean, Galvis yep. sitting there with the 720 APS. Yeah. I'd say Didi's just on the tail end of his playing 100 and some games. He'll probably, he'll probably split time a little bit more than 
what he's used to. Noah's dog has joined the chat. Yeah, she has. <clears throat> but uh, next up, we got the Braves. And before, actually, before we get to the Braves, I should mention I had, I, I didn't think the Mets would carry out and win this division in the second half. And I don't want to give away too much of my prediction, but I'll basically give it away. I had thought before the trade deadline that the Braves were going to come back and take this division. But the Phillies with getting Gibson and Kennedy, though, that is such a massive move, getting a top starter there. I mean, their biggest struggle was pitching. They have an insane offense. And I think the Phillies now are primed to win the division. And it's up to the Braves to try to catch a wild card, I think, at this point. And I think the Mets might fall out, if anything. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think – yeah, I think the, I think Philadelphia may Philadelphia Atlanta may overtake the Mets there because they're all really close. They're all within two games. All right. So the next up though is the Braves. Um, I don't like what the Braves did at the trade deadline, but the thing is, they didn't have a choice. Yes, um, they had no choice at all. They did what they had to do to stay above water while the other teams around them improved is the unfortunate truth. And th- there's no way they could have improved with as much ground as they had to make up due to their injuries. And it's just really unfortunate for them. Cause I mean, they came into the season just like on a scale of one to 10, like at an eight and a world series favorite. And then by the time the all-star break comes around, all these injuries hit up, they drop down to like a five and they just had to like put all these random pieces in now just to try to like get as far up as they can to try to get their hopes to the playoffs, keep those hopes alive. Um, but they did what they had to do. They added in uh, four outfielders actually: um, Jorge Soler, Eddie Rosario, Adam Duvall, and Jock Peterson. Um, interesting is going to be to see. Uh, which three start or if it's two of these guys, the guy that they already have, I forget the name of their center fielder. He played last night against the Cardinals though. Uh, But these four outfielders though, these are four interesting outfielders, big names that have kind of fallen off. So Rosario Duvall and Jock Peterson. Yeah. They're all guys that have, have played at a high level at one point in their career, but I don't think any of those fours, at that point in their career still. There might be a couple years, a couple years left. I'm sure they're still capable of playing at that level. They're just not at this point. Yeah. Yeah. The interesting thing, um, Adam Duvall is their, yeah. Duvall is their best pull. He's got a 2.0 war and a 102 OPS plus. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly, that's what Um, I was going to point out. Yeah. Um, Jock Peterson, I am not a big fan of. He's got a, a I, had, I, I'm just not a Dodgers guy. Don't really like yeah. the way he played there to begin with. But this season is a real struggle for him. He's got a 0.2 WAR, basically non-existent, and a 94 OPS plus, which is below the league average offensively. So he's he's having a struggle of a season, and he has for a while. So people still credit him as a big name. 
I've yeah. never really credited. He's a big name. Yeah, I mean, he's a respectful I would much name. rather see Rosario. Yeah, he's a respectful name. I wouldn't call him big name, but I mean, he's played at a high level because he, he didn't stay at yeah. that peak very long. Yeah, I would rather see Rosario put out there. Rosario with the 0.5 war, so still not good. And a 792 OPS. So I've always liked Rosario over his career. Not as much as I've liked Soler, though. I'm a big Soler supporter. He's got a negative one war this year, right? A 201 average. So he's really he's, sucking it up yeah. on the offensive side right now. Yeah, he's yeah, he's definitely having a rough, a rough year. He had a rough year during COVID, too. But yeah. in 2019, he led the league in home runs. So yeah, that's not too far been, off. I mean, that was the last full season we had. He led the league in home yeah. runs. Yeah, that COVID year, a lot of people yeah. had down years. I mean, you're only playing 60 games. It started late. It's kind of – I wouldn't judge anything off last year, really. The problem is, though, he's carried it into this year, and he's not doing much yeah. better now. Yeah, that, so, that is I would a little love to alarming. see Solaire turn it around, though. Yeah. Solaire's the guy I want to see turn it around, though, the most out of these outfielders. Um. Like I said, the Braves really just having to tread water. I mean, they went from having Ozuna and Acuna, who are two of the best outfielders in the game, have and they were already them. weak in the third outfield. Yeah, now they don't have a single. Yeah, exactly. Either one of them. So they went from having two of the best outfielders in the game to neither. And the outfielders that they are having to put in, I mean, these guys, I mean, if you combine these four players, if you combine their war, it is like a 1.9 between four players and that that's pretty rough i guarantee you i'm not looking at the stats for azuna or acuna right now i guarantee you both of them had a higher war when they went out for the season by a long oh, shot yeah. double it triple it maybe yeah that that's pretty much a given yeah so yeah th- those were two huge losses for the braves yes so they did what they had to do to rebuild it but it's just yeah. a rough loss for them um, I think Rosario is out with injury though right now, um, but I forget. I really wish I could remember who they had in center field last night. I think it was Heredia for the Braves. He's been he's been doing pretty good. He's coming alive a little bit now. Now that he's getting some more chances in the league, getting some more plate appearances. Yeah, he's finally getting his uh his foot his footing there. Yeah. Um, the other pieces they added, they added Steven Vogt. Um, solid. They uh, Coming into the season, their two biggest needs was a third outfielder and a backup catcher. And so he's the backup catcher there. It's a good move for them. Um, Richard Rodriguez. We've spent so long talking about all these struggles in the outfield. He's got to mention one this, of their, is, this is a really good. Yeah, he's definitely one of their bright spots. Yep. Um, again, Braves have struggled with injuries everywhere, though. So, again, more they haven't had the greatest pitching depth. And so, Rodriguez yeah, going to need to help pull them out of that, too. Yeah, with a 2-8-2 ERA, I th- I, he should be fine. Yeah. I and mean, even, even as a reliever, I mean, that's pretty yeah. good. And their pitching is getting healthy right now. So, yes. even if their offense doesn't fully rebound, I think with the addition of that bullpen piece, I think they can tread water 
uh, just relying on pitching. They still have a great offense, even without the outfield help. Yeah. And the outfield killed the Cardinals yesterday. So, I mean, Duvall homered. Who else homered? Was it Soler that homered? I think so. I think so, yeah. All right. All right. Moving to the AL Central. That'll take us to the White Sox here. They, uh, They went after some pitching. Yep, they did. And see, who did I say the big winner was in the East? So the Blue Jays were the big winner in the East. I think the White Sox are a bigger winner, though, here. Yeah. They added Craig Kimbrell and Tapera. So they got basically the entire Cubs bullpen. Yeah. Uh, White Sox, uh, high World Series favorite team. Yeah, I think they're one of the dark horses. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't think they'll – stay together that long they'll last that long but I, I could definitely see him at least playing for a title I think Caesar Caesar Hernandez um, one of the great bench ads in the game as far as the trade deadline move um, yeah I think he goes there everybody knows he's a bench piece and he's a great bench piece to have so very solid moves by the White Sox everybody needs bullpen. And they they won the bullpen at least, if nothing oh, else. Yeah, easily with Kimbrel there. I mean, across yep. town trade. I mean, great. I mean, and they're not to mention they already have Liam Hendricks. Yeah, uh, and they're already running away with that division. They're up nine and a half games. So, yeah, and yeah, we could see Cle- them. Yeah, the next team's Cleveland at fifty-two and fifty-three. So, and Cleveland's obviously not a not a threat. Then you got Detroit, Kansas city and Minnesota. So yeah. Yeah. Rest of those teams are down in the dumps. Yeah. They have great starting pitching options. So they didn't feel the need to improve there. They just need more starting pitching. They just need starting pitching performance too. Yeah. Uh, They got the relievers now. So yeah. So not a whole lot of holes in that white Sox team. Yep. That we'll just uh, skip over to the Twins now. They're the only other central team we'll bother to mention today. Um, they got John Gant. Um, only reason I included him, I know he's not going to help them contend, but he is a, a proven starter in the league, I guess, if you will. Um, I mean, looking at the numbers of some of these other starters that have been thrown around, he's got better numbers than some a lot of the other guys that have been traded. Yeah. Maybe it would have been nice to see the Yankees get their hands on him. A 3.42 ERA and the 1.57 whip. So. Yeah, I mean, they definitely need, need some more starters, but, you know. And the Twins are going for some youth that they think can get better. Um, Gant, I think, was pulled up a little early just due to the Cardinals' injuries. They weren't yeah. really ready to have him in the league. So, but Yeah. He's been in the league for a couple of years. He's made a lot of starts over the past two, maybe three years with the Cardinals. Just here and there when people have been out. Yeah. So, so that's a good move there by the Twins. Yeah. So that'll take us over to the NL Central here. Uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and start off with the Cubs, the huge sellers. We got to get them out of the way here. Yeah. yeah they absolutely. pretty much tra- traded away their whole World Series roster, it seemed like. Yeah. They gave up the world. The, they got back Nick Mandrigo, though. So, yeah. They got something out of it, some, some immediate yeah. MLB player. Um, yeah, he's They're been having playing. a good, he's been having a good year. Um, yeah, yeah pretty solid 1.2 war. 
Yeah. Uh, so a solid offensive ad there. I I should look up his age, but I'm pretty sure he's decently young. I know this is the first season he's really burst onto the scene. So that's their only immediate MLB profit. Yeah. All, the the other, all those other, we won't see him for another three to five years. Yep. So that moves us down to the Cardinals. And yep. uh, as a Cardinals fan, I'm not a big fan of what we did. I mean, they got pitching, um, which is what you needed, got, but. Yeah. So they got John Lester and J.A. Happ. So two of the older starting pitchers in the league. Yeah. Moves, I mean, I guess the goal here is to go. Yeah. yeah go for moves, some people battle good, testing. Like, yeah, moves that would have been good in 2013. Yeah. I guess they wanted some guys that had been battle tested, guys they could rely on um, to eat some innings, hopefully until a lot of the younger guys come back from injuries. Yeah. Which has been the Cardinals' biggest problem. Yeah. Which it, it really, is. Yeah. Cardinals, only, not big buyers. We're 11 games back in the division. So that's probably not going to happen. But they're really not that far back in the wild card. They're seven and a half, which sounds like a lot. But with the amount of games left, that's really not a whole lot. No, especially for how fast they fell behind. I mean, the speed in which they fell behind can be easily reversed. Yeah. Um, exactly. I've traded water just since. The big thing for the Cardinals, though, is not trade deadline related. The big thing for them is just getting the starting pitching back. I mean, yeah, there's no need to trade. For, yeah, no need to trade for starting pitching, really, when you feel like, you know, you got Jack Flaherty and all those guys coming back. I think Martinez is even out right now, so we're really hurt. I mean, basically the entire starting rotation is gone, except Adam Wayne, right? I think Kim's back now. So basically have two of the starting pitchers that we came into the season with. So bigger than the trade deadline, the Cardinals are looking beyond that. They're just hoping to get people healthy. So that moves us to the Brewers who are looking to run away with the division. Yeah. Um, they added yeah. Curtis in the bullpen, which is a solid, I, th- I think he's a middle reliever add a good, good option there. The 3.67 ERA. Um, yeah. Norris, not as good an option, but he'll eat some innings up eventually. Yeah. Yeah, he's got six ten ERA. So I mean, yeah, he's um, just in there to throw. Yeah, the Brewers are a team who probably weren't in as much need for pitching compared to like a lot of other teams in the league. Yeah, um, when you got a guy like Josh Hader and the bullpen they have is good, um, backed with the fact that they probably have the best starting pitching in baseball, best rotation. I mean, they don't have a one-two punch; they got a one-two-three punch. Yeah. I mean, if not, it doesn't matter. Four punch. Yeah, it doesn't matter what pitcher's going out there. He's he's throwing seven innings, and it's going to be a pretty low scoring game. Yep. So the Brewers added added pitching just for the purpose of eating some innings, so they don't wear out their arms. But their big ad was offensively. They got Eduardo Escobar. Um, Yeah. Again, I love my Arizona guys. Um, So an infielder with a two point two WAR, he can play anywhere. He's got a 109 OPS plus. Been a big advocate for him for a couple of years now. Um, he seems to always get snubbed for the All-Star game, but he finally got in this year. So it's good to see for him. Yeah. Nice ad for yeah. them. 
Uh, the yeah. Pirates. Yeah, the Pirates. They did add one major leaguer. They added Chavez, um, a decent utility piece coming off the bench. Um, but struggles offensively, a 190 average and a negative 0.3 war. But I thought yeah. I'd throw him in just because he spent the whole season in the MLB. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys where you can just toss him anywhere there. I mean, somebody gets hurt. They need I, gaps. Yeah, he's pretty much just an insurance guy. If yeah. somebody gets hurt, they can they got another body for him. Very true. All right, that moves us to the NL West. We will start it off with the Dodgers. Big moves for the Dodgers. They got yeah, Dodgers Scherzer. went all in. Yeah. Yeah. Just in one move, pretty much. Swarger and Turner. Yeah. And don't overlook Duffy. Right? Danny Duffy, he's getting up there in years, but he's putting together a year. Yeah, he's got a 2.51 ERA. Uh, I mean, as a reliever or a starting pitcher, sorry. All right, that's, that's pretty good, especially in the division they're in. They're going to need some pitching. Yeah. The problem with Danny Duffy is he doesn't eat many innings. Yeah. But again, the very low ERA when he's been out there, he has done extremely well for the Royals. I mean, he pitched for the Royals, so nobody really noticed that he was going out there and having a 2.51 ERA this season. I think he has about 30 started, so that's a reasonable amount. Be, I mean, obviously Scherzer is a big add to the pitching staff, but don't overlook Duffy there. He's going to do all right. Yeah. I mean, the Dodgers are definitely uh, definitely in contention there with those moves, especially adding Schwarzer with uh, Kershaw. I mean, that's two of the best uh, in the game right now to be on the same roster. Yeah. Not to mention they have Walker Buehler. Um, the question yeah. is, is Duffy slash Scherzer being added um, kind of a filler for Trevor Bauer? Yeah, exactly. And if Bauer, for whatever reason, does end up coming back, yeah, are they gonna? Is he, are they still gonna be in the rotation as much? Well, the question is, who moves out of the rotation at that point? Yeah, because that's a I mean, stacked it's, rotation. It's definitely. I don't think it's gonna be. I think Duffy would probably be the odd man out. Yeah, I think he so has to not, be. Yeah, I mean, there's no way you take Swerger out out of so, the rotation. Well, no. No, and I don't think Bauer, taking... even I don't think Bauer gets taken out of the rotation really either. I mean, he was just pitching way too well when he before he got suspended. Yeah, I mean Walker Bueller though was like pitcher of the month this month though. Yeah, so and they got they got a bunch of guys that can that can throw. I believe Kershaw might be on the aisle aisle right now too. True. Yeah, but is he Urias be back. currently starting? They're using him as a starter right now. I believe so. Yeah, of course they are. So I think Urias would be the first man out. And then Duffy would move out. Or maybe they rotate back and forth between the two because Urias can eat more innings probably. Yeah. Duffy can. But Urias having a good season too. And he's about to be – I mean, the Dodgers are sitting here with a guy who has – um, a 3.4 ERA, and if they get everybody back, he's their sixth or seventh best starter. Yeah. 
and he's got like a 13 and three record, I believe. Yeah. He would yeah. probably be their fifth best starter. Yeah. Dodgers, Dodgers are loaded. Then they added Trey Turner, of course, the second turner on their offense. Um, we talked a lot about him last podcast, so I won't cover him too much, but you guys know we like him. Yeah. And we both had, or I, I know I mentioned both of these guys going to the Padres. The deal was almost done. Yeah. And then the Dodgers came in and swooped and took them. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, a lot yeah. of our predictions from last week did not age well in a short period of time. I don't think we got a single one right. And except for the except for the ones that were already made. Yep. So move a little further down the division here. Here we got the Padres. Um, they got Marisnik. Um, so adding a center fielder, I think that's their biggest weakness. I mean, Grisham's fine in center field, but that's their only offensive weakness. I shouldn't say their only weakness. They got they could use some pitching help too. Um, Daniel Hudson, a great reliever ad though. Sneaky that a lot of people forget about. And then Adam Frazier has gone kind of cold though. Last yeah, he, month, yeah, he, months. Yeah, he had got really when he was traded, I feel like he went cold. Yeah, he was kind of cold really, the whole month of July. Yeah, so that's when it was really noticeable. Probably because he was the team was getting covered a whole lot more. Yeah. But that's at least when I noticed him being really cold. Yeah, but he's still a great addition. Um, I think could be their solid second baseman. They didn't really have anything solid at second base. They kind of float Kim out there. Yeah. And just the Padres have so many utility players that they just rotate around. It's hard to, it's hard to figure out who's going to play where and who, who fits what position for them. But Frazier can play other positions other than second you probably sit at second base most of the time for them now. Yeah. Yeah, he'll probably lock in that, in that position there. And then that will take us up yeah. to the Giants with uh, another Cub that was on the move there with Bryant. Yeah, so the Giants really only made one move. It was to get Bryant. I think this is the best offensive move made. I think – a better move than getting Turner. It's better than getting Frazier. It's better than getting Escobar, who else offensively moved big time. Better than getting Baez or any of the Braves' offensive moves. It's better than Cruz. Yeah. He's better than Schwarber. The Rizzo-Gallo combined might be better. Yeah. We didn't talk a lot about Rizzo and Gallo. I'm a big Gallo fan. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. And he turned it on at the end of the season. A lot of people forget he's a gold glover. So he's not just all offense. I think a yeah. guy that big seems like all offensive, like needs to be your DH. He's not. He's a great defensive outfielder. So I think he might be the only guy that could even rival Chris Bar- Bryant as far as being the best offensive addition to a team. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking too. But just between those two, for the yeah, for the best offensive get at the deadline, I'd probably give it to Gallo just slightly, but it's very close. 
I think Bryant's track record, I think this is Gallo. I mean, Gallo's been on the radar for a while now, but we haven't seen him accomplish what we've seen Bryant accomplish for year in, year out. And not to mention, I mean, Bryant's good defensively too, and he can play anywhere. He's not just strictly a power hitter too. He can hit however he wants. The 133 OPS plus is nice. So, I mean, third basements in the NL are kind of stacked though at this point, but. Yeah. The question is, did the Giants need some pitching? Yeah. Did the Giants need some pitching? Did they miss out? I mean, they've been doing fine. So why? Yeah, I mean, they've been doing fine without it. Not broke. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they are the Giants up winning their division by four games right now. Sam and uh, they're up four games again. Yeah, San Francisco's up four games to the Dodgers, and then San Diego seven and a half. So, so they really spread it out in that last series. I didn't really pay attention to that. Watch some of the games, but yeah, very. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of start, people thought I mean, the Dodgers were getting close there for a while. I think they're like a game back at some point this week. But yeah, goodness. Yeah, right now that NL West has three teams in the playoffs with the Dodgers and Padres both having the the wild card and the NL. Yeah. So that, that's definitely the most competitive division in baseball. Oh, yeah. Easy. And it'll be interesting. There's a good chance that all three of those teams get into the playoffs. I think the Padres will drop out personally. But yeah. – Yeah, the next closest team I mean, to the, the wild card. The Giants? Yeah is Cincinnati with four games. So, yeah. The question is, though, did the Giants do enough to hold on to the division or hold on to even a wild card? Uh, I think they'll definitely get in. I, I mean, that's, they'd have, have to drop a long way to get all the way out of the wild card positions. Yeah, they'd have to drop a lot. Like, the Reds are way back from them. Yeah, they're seven games up on the Dodgers. And the Dodgers, or not the Dodgers, the Padres, excuse me. And then the Padres are up four games on the Reds. Yeah. So they I have think the Giants out. carry it out. Oh, yeah. They, I think they, the Giants they get at least carry one it out. Them. Yeah. I just didn't like how they didn't add anything to the pitching. I mean, I love the team they already have, especially the way they're performing, over-performing, over, over-performing their expectations brilliantly so but it's i would have loved to have seen a pitching ad there so that moves us to the al west and the oakland a's really trying to make some moves and get back in this they are also four and a half games back in their division yeah you got gomez harrison uh Marte, and chapman i think this is Another team that made brilliant moves. So we have the A's, the Phillies, and the Blue Jays making the smartest moves, I think, here at the deadline. Yan mm-hmm. um, Gomes, um, a better offensive catcher. He can also play a lot of other positions, I believe. Um, I mean, he's a catcher with a 2.5 war and a 115 OPS plus. 
a lot of people probably look at that and think, oh, A's got themselves a starting catcher there. I don't think they did because Sean Murphy for the A's is being overlooked. He's probably one of the best catchers in baseball right now, at least defensively. So I don't really want to see the A's take him out. So I do feel like Gomes is going to have to find another spot or just maybe platoon with Murphy or catch every once in a while. But there's a place for Gomes out there. When you have a 115 OPS, you can find a place to play him. Um, Yeah, exactly. Josh Harrison having a great rebound year um, for the Nationals. Uh, The 2.3 war, the 123 OPS plus, just tearing it up offensively. Um, Again, another utility player. Stick him wherever you want. Um, He's going to play every day there in Oakland probably. Uh, Moving down, they got Starling Marte, a big offensive ad, and having, again, a great year in Miami. I mean, they just got so many good – that's three really good offensive additions that people forgot about all year. Yeah. I mean, I totally forgot about him until he was traded in all honesty. I mean, you just never, you never hear about these players on these teams like the Marlins, the twins, the Rangers, all these teams that aren't doing very well. You forget about all these really good players until they get traded. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people weren't paying attention to the fact that Gibson was making a run for uh, Cy Young down in Texas. Yeah, exactly. Now Philadelphia, you know. I, I didn't realize that until you said that, to be honest with you. Yeah. So, uh, Starling Marte, the 136 OPS plus is amazing. A 3.3 war in the outfield is really good numbers. And then Chafin, um, one of the best relief pitcher ads in the game, the 1.88 ERA and a 0.839 whip. I mean, that's just a great ad. One of the, I mean, we looked at Kimbrell as like the best bullpen ad, but I mean, don't overlook Chafin there. Yeah. Definitely better than Tapera if we were looking for second best relievers added to a team. But he may even be better than Kimbrell. A's, we know what they do with pitching with the starter, um, excuse me, the opener rather than a starter. They, they love letting their bullpen just go through a lot of guys. So he's a great guy for that. If you're going to add a guy like him to the, to the bullpen. Next up, we got the Astros. Astros, probably the American League World Series favorite. I prefer the White Sox, but it's Houston Astros are the public's favorite. Anybody but, anybody but the Astros, I'll take. Yeah, a lot of people hate the Astros, but unfortunately it does look as if they have the best and most loaded roster, especially with the way they're playing right now. I believe they have the best record in the American League. Yeah, they probably probably figured out another way besides trash cans. That is true. The Astros, though, I think the most interesting thing about them, notice anything about the positions they added there, Noah? Yeah, they're all four relievers. Yeah, every single one. They stacked the bullpen. Um, I I keep saying this. I said Chafin was an under overlooked um, bullpen option. How about Graveman there? Right, zero point seven six ERA, a point six nine seven WHIP, and it's not like he's missed much time this season. He's been going at it all year, really ripping it up. So a great ad by the Astros there. Yeah, that's one you, move that 
that kind of had me scratching my head on why why the uh, Mariners traded him. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make any sense why he was traded. I mean, it's not like Seattle's rebuilding or anything. They're right there in at least playoff contention. They feel like fake contenders, though. Yes, but you don't give away your best reliever to a division rival who's World Series contending. When you're trying to make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, that would be like the Yankees giving the, the Red Sox Garrett Cole right now. Not to mention a guy that's like making his run for becoming a best reliever in the league type guy. Yeah, like it's not like he's old or anything. Like it just it makes no sense to me at all. No. Yeah. Yeah. But the other additions they made, Jimmy Garcia is another viable option they can go to decently late in the game. The other two options, Madden and Montero are going to have to be used a little more carefully with the high ERAs. Um, so maybe just some inning eaters again. We see a lot of teams going for those inning eaters. It seems pretty valuable, especially yeah. going through the second stretch, second half of the season. Yeah, yeah. This, this is a great time of year, just to have people that can just throw innings. I mean, that's – I mean, you've got to have innings or people that can just eat innings right now. I mean – Arms are getting tired. Uh, I mean, it's just something great to have right now. Yeah, so that'll really help a contender get through if they can preserve their better arms. Having a guy like Montero and Matten will really help you do that. Yeah. Yeah, so don't overlook those guys with the high, like 4.5 and 7.2 ERAs. You think, goodness, they're never going to do anything. But, like, they will. They will help their teams in a way. Exactly. Yeah, and then right. the we already kind of talked about the Mariners. Yeah, we got Tyler Anderson. That was really yeah. the only big move they made. I mean, that's getting another starting pitcher for him. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're a contender, we've talked about how valuable starting pitching is, especially I know we talked about a, a lot last week. We were looking at a lot of contenders, and everybody needed starting pitching. Um, Tyler Anderson is a good addition. Um, the 4.39 ERA and the 1.2 whip. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it's pretty young too. So a good yeah. option as the Mariners are coming out of a rebuild, I guess you could say, if anything, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. That was a full-scale rebuild, but, yeah, you know, they're going for like – they're going for younger guys, you know. Yeah. So it's yeah. a good move so by that. That's pretty much all the moves that were made. Now, Bryson, what – do you think was the best move made by a team? And then what's just your favorite move in general? I think the best move is what the Phillies did um, with Gibson. Again, going and getting a Cy Young level guy. I mean, I know people looked at Scherzer as being the big ace that people went out and got, but I think Gibson's the better option this year. Um, pitching better than, He's pitching better, better than Scherzer this year, in my opinion, mm-hmm. especially coming from the tougher American League offenses, having to face guys. He had faced a lot of good offenses. So I think that was the best move as far as, like, a good player to pick up, along with the fact that the Phillies needed starting pitching so badly. Mm-hmm. So I think that was really um, the perfect fit there. What was your second question? I forgot. Guest favorite move. What was yeah, yeah, what was your favorite move in general? 
So that one was the favorite. Okay. You asked for a best move? Yeah, what do you think? What move do you think improved a team the most? Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm going to stick with some starting pitching here. And it, can, it can be the I'm same move. Probably say it's not, though. I think I'm going to go with Barrios for the Blue Jays. Uh, okay. Blue Jays are very similar, though. They struggled with starting pitching. Barrios, a cheaper financial off, uh, option. He's not having the greatest year, so like he's not as good as Gibson. But the Blue Jays starting pitching is so bad that it's literally Hinjin Ryu and like nobody. Yeah, that's very true. And it shouldn't be. I mean, they have decent names in their starting rotation, but they're not performing. So it's Hinjin Ryu and nobody. So Kyle Gibson, though, the best piece, I think, that got traded. Uh, Barrios, so very valuable, especially with the way he's going to help that team. I like it. I like it. What about you, Noah? What do you think about this, too? I, th- I think those are two great moves. Um, I, I agree with everything you said about them. Now, my favorite move in general, I'll, I'll do that one first. I'm sure you could guess it with uh, Rizzo going to the Yankees. That's my personal favorite move of the entire deadline. Uh, I mean, he's had six RBIs in it, or – or an RBI in each of his first six, seven games is playing the seventh tonight. I'm sure he'll get one. He's homeward in three of them uh, all around. I mean, just I, mostly because I'm a Yankees fan, I'm sure. But I just think that was a great addition uh, along with Gallo. I mean, those are two guys that I'm very happy we got. Wish we had some pitching, but Rizzo is probably my favorite move. And then, you know, I'm going to agree with you there with the Blue Jays move as the, the move that improved the team the most in Barrios there. Um, you know, they needed pitching super bad. I mean, they didn't have really anybody. But I mean, are we looking at Steven Matz as being their second best pitcher with the 4.3 yeah. ERA? Yeah. So, yeah. God, the Blue Jays needed some help. On the Which map. honestly, the whole AL East needed help oh, in the yeah. starting pitching department. Yeah, and nobody really addressed their starting pitching issues. I mean, they got some relievers, but they didn't. Except for, I mean, the Blue Jays got their one, the one starter, but no one really. I mean, there was two starting pitchers traded for, and uh, Barrios there, and then uh, Heaney. Barrios is the only one that's a legitimate option. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'd also like to point out that, again, Hand and Soria for the Blue Jays are solid relievers, better relievers than anybody else in the division got. Oh, easily. So, I mean, pitching-wise, the Blue Jays got the three best pitchers in in the division through the trade deadline. So, really boosted them over a lot of competitors. Yeah, so that'll take us to the end of here of the trades here. Uh, so now, you know, the USA's in the gold medal game in the Olympics against South Korea. Uh, how do you think that's going to be? Japan, off? we beat, I think we beat South or, Korea. I'm sure. Or is it Japan? I, thought, I believe it I, is Japan. Yes. Yeah, yeah, those games are in the it's, middle. 
middle of the night yes. here. August seventh at six a.m. our time, Eastern time. Yeah. Um, game number ten is Japan versus the U.S. and that is the gold medal game. Yeah. So U.S. Yeah. doing better than uh, we expected. We kind of talked a lot of prospects, a lot of retired players. Didn't expect a whole lot. Yeah, they got Apparently, nobody Todd else really sent anything better either. Yeah, they got Todd Frazier. That's that would be why they're winning this thing. Todd yeah. Frazier, I guess, is better than uh, Jose Matisse now. Yeah, the Dominican Republic. That was their big headline player. I kind of thought yeah. that. Uh, so I mean, it was a 16 tournament. I thought more teams were going to make it in. I didn't really expect them just to stick with six. Um, there were a lot yeah. of notable countries that didn't make it too. Yeah, I mean, we didn't see we didn't see Puerto Rico, who, if you guys remember, in the World Baseball Classic, was the favorite to win it. Um, we didn't see Venezuela, which I thought was better than Mexico. Mexico made it. We didn't see Italy. If we're talking European options, we saw um, Israel as the only European country to make it. So a lot of as far as who made it in, but again, only six teams. Uh, no Canada, which I Canada's kind of shallow baseball wise. They have good MLB players. That's about it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they got Joey Votto. They got a couple other guys that are solid MLB players. But I think a lot of them they have do, all the first basemen. Yeah. It, it sucks that it's during the year because all these guys that would you would think would play aren't in it because it's during the year, too. So I think it's the same way with Japan. I, mean, I believe it's also the same way with, way with South Korea. I think a lot of them did not have their stars out. Because, I mean, if any of those countries, and when I say those countries, I mean South Korea, Japan, or the U.S., if any of those countries had sent, or even the Dominican Republic for that or a lot of the countries that didn't make it, like Venezuela and Puerto Rico, if any of those teams had sent their major leaguers, they would have won the whole tournament. Yeah, it would it definitely, it, the bracket would definitely look a little bit different than what it does now. Yeah. And I mean, South Korea and Japan, they didn't even send their own professional players from their leagues. So, yeah. I mean, that alone. Yeah, really, that that just makes you question the whole thing. Like we won the gold, like assuming we beat Japan in this game, which we may not. But say we do. We're going to walk away with the gold medal and saying, oh, yeah, we have the best baseball in the world in 2021. We don't really know if that's true, though. Yeah, especially yeah, with the way our team is set up with a bunch of, you know, retired guys and a bunch of the prospects. And I mean, you got a mix of both. I mean. A lot of these other teams, they're not even prospects. They're just guys that are at the tail end of their careers. I mean, yeah. I get Japan has Tanaka out there pitching for them, but I mean, that's really the only guy that I recognize. And I think it's worth pointing out, and I just looked this up the Japanese Professional Baseball League has 12 teams, they are a significantly smaller country than us. And they don't have as many international imports playing baseball for them as we do. Yeah. Okay. So realistically, I mean, not, I mean, what I think 
you know, a good percentage of our league yeah. is people from out of the country. Not to mention we have a bigger country. So, I mean, we can send our, you know, lower percentile players and just, you know, have more than them. You know, Jap- Japan, and I assume it's the very same way. I mean, South Korea has their own league as well. So all they they lose significantly more players by canceling out their professional leagues than what we do. Yeah, that is true. And another thing to point out here is Eddie Alvarez on the roster, the infielder on the roster, is going to medal in. He's one of the, I believe, it's six other people to medal in the Winter Olympics and the uh, Summer Olympics as he medaled in the 2014 Winter Olympics as a short track speed skater for huh. the U.S. Interesting. He's on the baseball team, or is he for something else? Yeah, he's on the – yeah, he's a baseball team. He's, he's an infielder. He, he played for the Miami Marlins. He's retired now. Interesting. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Uh, I thought that was an interesting fact. Or I don't know if he's retired or what he's doing. I don't think he's on the active roster right now. Or clearly not. not right. Yeah, clearly not right now. But yeah, yeah. Interesting to see. Um, so we mentioned South Korea, their league. We mentioned Japan, their league. Obviously, America, our league. Dominican has a lot of players in our league. Again, a smaller country. Um, Israel and Mexico. Uh, Israel is the interesting one. Just being a yeah. European country and European baseball and where it is, or Middle East, really. So that's a very interesting idea. And it's cool to see baseball in that area of the world as well. Yeah, I was kind of shocked when I saw it, when the list of teams came out. I mean, you were talking about it. They're like, oh, wow, Israel has a team. Like, we were yeah. both kind of taken back a little bit. Yeah. I do remember Israel did have a good um, World Baseball Classic team. I believe it was 2017 when that was. And it'll be interesting to see when they do the World Baseball Classic again because I think that's a much better idea than what we have with the Olympics. And I wish the Olympics could hold that stage because that would be electric if it did. I mean, yeah, I mean the got- World Baseball Classic was one of the most electric experiences in baseball. Yeah, I mean, you have everybody playing in that. Yeah. I mean, nobody but, sat out of that. No. That was so exciting. I mean, the teams were great. The broadcasts were great. Um, there were so many fans that were into it. The countries were fully behind it. I mean, you had all the stars of baseball in it, you know. So it would be great to see the Olympics get their hands on that. Yeah. I think that's going to be that's I'd love be to see MLB work something out. No, it's not going to yeah, happen, though. No, I think if for them to be able to do that, I think baseball's gonna have to be moved to a, the Winter Olympics, which doesn't yeah, not gonna fit. Be. Yeah, which doesn't fit at all. No. Yeah, like you're not gonna have these MLB stars playing in the Olympics anytime soon. I don't think. No. So anyway, I think we're coming up on an hour. I'm not really looking at my phone. Um, I know we promised to get to the AL East. We didn't do it again. But we'll probably lead off with that next week unless there's other, any other big storylines that pop up. So we'll probably lead off with the AL East next week and then hopefully maybe even get into the NL East. So make sure to come back and join us then. Thanks for listening. See ya. Yeah.